sticks and stones won't break my bones, so you can imagine how I feel about being called names. Exterminate! Computer, status report. Don't blink. Don't even blink. Blink and you're dead. No! Wrong! Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the November 20th, 2010 edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night at the Area 51 Hyatt Regency Ballroom, 21st Annual Spandex and Latex LARPers Convention and Filk Sing-Along, I Am The Dome. Joining the talk cast tonight from the Austin Brighton Hemoth, our technical wizard and thanatological allergy sufferer, Kriana. I need a Zyrtec. <laughs> Joining us tonight from the Fort Color Vault Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, his role was completely cut out of the final Harry Potter movie where he played Harry's midget sidekick, Ralphie, Illustrator X. I'm Idaho! <laughs> and his reanimated Princess of the Dam, the woman whose belief in the undead is completely untethered by any belief in her Zachary or Elvira real dolls, the dead redhead. <laughs> No more <laughs> unicorns. <laughs> uh, from Outpost, California, Indiana, our Midwest Crop Circle investigator and part-time RPGer, a young man who at one time is able to juggle four multifaceted gamer dice while reciting the Ferengi rules of acquisition backwards, it's Awake by Java. I roll like Luke. 20s. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Our guest tonight in our second half hour from Sin Studios in Ontario, Canada, Thomas Gofton, on the debut of his newest web series, The Mind's Eye. Links to Sin Studios and the trailer for The Mind's Eye will be up on our website after the show tonight. Guys, I suggest you check it out because we saw it at Wizard World a couple weeks back and the trailer was freaking awesome. I think the words you're searching for are motherfucking awesome. Okay, we can go with that. <laughs> Just saying. Bazinga. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and, yeah. And, and, well, you, yeah. You know, one of our commenters brought it back, so shout out. Uh, shout out, have, and. Bazinga. <laughs> it's not loud enough. I need to, like, boost the volume on that clip for some reason. Or get get a new clip, one or the other. Yeah. I'll or get just you a new clip up. in a minute. Howard! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what was excellent on the Big Bang Theory this week? The entire show, Everything. once again. Okay, yeah. other than yeah, the, the entire show. show is that the entire cast did Howard's mom. That's very true. <laughs> they did. Okay, Watch how you say yeah. that. <laughs> Include Raj doing Howard's mom was hilarious. And he was pretty good at it. He was actually. <laughs> Howard. But but I think his his uh, girlfriend is actually her voice for some reason. It was just too close. No, he's yeah. uh, it's Mitzi uh, Mitzi McCall who's who's the voice of Howard's mom. Oh really? It's an uncredited voice. Yeah, she's she's an old comedy actor from like my time. So she's like wicked old. There you go. <laughs> if it's a home invasion, don't tell them I'm on the toilet. Uh, 
Okay, guys, where are we starting this week? Time. <laughs> Take <Boy> it, X. <laughs> no, this week uh, was a Doctor Who double header. We uh, they finally put up the trailer for this year's Christmas special, and who? Who's right in the middle of it? But Dumbledore himself, Michael Gambone. Gambone. Is that how you say it? Gambon. 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 We'll have him on the show and explain it. Yeah. It looks good. Oh, I am so psyched for this. I, Especially having to just, my, just... Yeah. According to my usual preference, I didn't watch it. No spoilers. Done silence. <laughs> yeah, really? I mean, hey, Christmas, Christmas will be here soon enough. I, I say the yes. same thing my parents did. You know, it, you can wait. That's true. And this now time see, around, we have something to look forward to for Christmas. Kriana, you remember every Christmas when we'd open one present? Because we knew exactly where all of them were. <laughs> what? What are you talking about, Dome? That's right. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, uh, having having just seen it really quickly, uh, the trailer looks really. It looks like one of the best Christmas specials. I mean, we could tell we could tell some Christmas stories about Mrs. Dome. No, we can't. Oh, we could. Because <laughs> there is no Mrs. Dome. Nice try. <laughs> oh, there is. There is a Mrs. Dome. <laughs> I don't know. I think it would have to go pretty far to go to the the Doctor Who Christmas one where they had like all the extra unnamed doctors where we had um, that special that they did, that charity special that they did. Oh, yeah, that oh, was they, Dimensions in Time? Dimensions yeah. in Time, yeah. We even had a female cool. doctor. Oh, no, 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 no. You're thinking of the one that had um, uh, Blackadder there and Pets and... Uh, yep. Yep. Because who needs actors' names when the roles are so much better? <laughs> exactly. And when we're totally unprepared to talk about something. Yes, well done. <laughs> <laughs> and while we're on the subject, for those of us who, who really like Scottish uh, talk show hosts, Matt Smith had an entire hour on Craig Ferguson this week. Uh, gosh, was that fun. Was that fun or what? Hilarious. Well, it tells me what we've been missing all along on Sci-Fi Saturday Night is a pantomime horse. <laughs> <laughs> And 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 a, a cussing rabbit, and a uh, and a skeleton named Jeff. Jeffrey Peterson. <laughs> oh, Jeffrey Peterson. Jeffrey Peterson. Mm. And you know what? They never did film that intro, did they? They actually did. And what did? what? It, it actually is true that like five minutes before they went on the air, they were told they didn't have the rights for it. So, have you seen this intro? Has it been leaked onto the internet? It yet? has not been leaked onto the internet, which is why you know I'm a firm belief in that uh, it actually was done because you know for legal reasons they weren't going to let it out whatsoever. Which is kind of sad because he Ferguson has this really odd talent. I mean, he did an entire show with just his hand puppets. <laughs> And guess is, is that a euphemism for something? No, it's not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> he had Wavy the Alligator hosting. 
I'm sorry, Wavy the Crocodilio and, and the Cursing Bunny. And they hosted the show. And they did the interviews and everything. And it was just majestically funny. Majestically but, I mean, funny? Absolutely majestically funny. So, I mean, you know, he's, he's known for taking these incredibly odd twists out of nowhere for no apparent reason. And he had this whole musical number that they wouldn't allow him to do. Okay, wow, I, just I remember like to, 30 I just years ago when they let Letterman do that. I, I have two things to say. Number one, shout out to everyone who's in the chat room right now. If you're not looking at the chat room, I'm in the chat room right now. If you say something funny or interesting, maybe I'll say it on the air. <laughs> oh. I, actually, I have three things to say. Um, number two would be we're looking for people to write reviews or blog posts for Sci-Fi Saturday Night. And if you think you're up to the challenge, send it to the email on the front of our site, sci-fi Saturday night.com. And maybe you could do and, that. Number and, three, we had, and let us, number three. let us just re reiterate, there is no pay. There is no copyright. And there is very little gratitude, but you will have the satisfaction <laughs> of a job well done. Or Aside from that, it's really cool. Okay, and number three, <laughs> Matt Smith just not as elegant as, as David Tennant on a talk show. He's skinny. Oh, he's, I was going to say, he's also about 150 pounds lighter. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's like, what, 90? He was really skinny. <laughs> is, he, is, he, is he preparing to play Jack Skellington? Is he up against Doug <laughs> Jones for that? I have no idea. I have no idea. But Jesus, God, it was fun. I mean, you know, just the, the, the relaxed nature of that hour was amazing, I thought. I really liked Chris oh. Hardwick's T-shirt, just FYI. And why did you like Chris Hardwick's T-shirt? I wore it first, and I wore it better. <laughs> <laughs> and so did the Zombrarian, but it was my idea first. Mm -hmm. It was a shirt.woot shirt called It Came Out of Nowhere, and it's the DeLorean crashed into the TARDIS. And it was hilarious. Nice. Officially dubbed was. by the Nerdist's blog as the best Doctor Who shirt ever. I agree. Hey, listen, speaking of TV, uh, what yes. may be the best network television show just got put into hell? No. Oh, they moved yeah. Fringe to Fridays. Isn't that the Firefly so, slot? Wait, whoa, yes. whoa, 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 whoa. Are you saying the best network TV show is on Fox? I'm saying the best sci-fi show on right now is Fringe. On network TV, anyway. <clears throat> yeah, because the sci-fi channel does so much. It better. is a hell of a show. Well, what would a, what would a, a, a great sci-fi show be without being canceled by Fox? You know, you have a person. <laughs> well, isn't isn't it just par for the course? I mean, at this point, you're absolutely it's right. It's like you can't even be taken seriously when you go to parties with other sci-fi shows unless you've been canceled. By <laughs> <laughs> you have a point there. You absolutely do have a point there. I mean, the reality the reality is this: that you know, Fox. Every good show since the X Files, and the X Files was only good for the first three seasons. Yay. But every every really good show that Fox has had on that's been genre TV, they found a way to kill. Fringe, yep. which started off kind of weak, 
gained a really solid following, got some really solid writing, really good direction. Now they found yep. a way to kill that too. Unbelievable. Yep. What the hell is wrong with these people? That's what she said. Well, wait. All right. Open question then. Go if for it. If you had complete control over the Fox network, what would you do? What do you mean? Oh, you're um, in charge a, of programming. You, okay. you can say what lives, what dies, what gets put in a what time slot. How would you do this? Well, here's, here's, here's what happened. Because of freaking American Idol, they had two choices, which was to move Fringe out of its Thursday slot into Tuesday at 9 or Friday at 9. Um, Tuesday at 9 would have been a much smarter move at this point. Because it had been holding its own against some fairly decent competition on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Now it's yeah. now it's put in the death knoll. It's absolutely dead. Yeah, because, I mean, once Smallville is over, people just don't want to watch TV anymore. Oh. And Could you hear him now? <laughs> there was such a stinker of an episode on this week. Let and who's just- here can to we talk about it? Oh, can we please talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, go ahead, because I'm out of this one, because I don't watch it. Nobody watches but, it except Actually, us. I didn't watch it either. I just wanted to make fun of it. <laughs> That's well, what I, I think it, it was appropriate that Aquaman was on, because it stunk like <laughs> the old fish. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wow. so now why was this episode different? <laughs> go ahead, X. This was a shutout. Usually, usually it's like, okay, at least... At le- all right. The acting was good. Oh, they had a good concept in this. That that five-minute spot there right before the commercial wasn't bad. No. Straight through. Bad acting. Bad directing. Bad script. Bad taste in your mouth. And then afterwards, you get an angry phone call from your grandmother saying, What the hell? <laughs> well, that's always fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> And speaking of god-awful, uh, the Green Hornet trailer's up. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Come on now. you got to be a little nicer than that. Not much. Um, <laughs> Not much. Oh, boy, the Green Hornet trailer is up. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with the Green Hornet trailer. The Green Hornet trailer is great for a summer movie. Yeah. But isn't this coming out in a in a few weeks in December? In January. Oh yeah, it's in it's it's in the the January death spot. Yeah, cuz cuz if this movie came out during the summer, I would be like, "Awesome. I'm going to go see this movie." But I don't have I don't have any desire to go see it in January. It's cold out. Really? You really? It's I mean, cold. I saw the trailer. I was not impressed. I won't I won't brave the cold, but that's because I don't care about Ryan Reynolds' abs. <laughs> and uh, Ew. Ew. Yeah. I mean, I, I really don't. I'm sorry, but I really not. What about Seth Rogen's? Well, that would take a little bit of digging. <laughs> <laughs> he actually did slim down for this. I noticed that in the trailer. Yeah. Didn't help. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Right. But uh, speaking of useless films, uh, apparently the Harry Potter movie came out. Hey. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, hey, you know what? Give it its due. This is has run its course through all the books, and they've done yeoman's work with it. 
and it stood up well against the books. It's done well at the box you know office. What? You know what? Honestly, the only reason it's done well at the box office is because some kids are too lazy to read the fucking books. Well, no, actually, I, I, I don't. No, I, I know disagree. Some people have seen the movies but never read the books because they didn't. They didn't understand that it, you know it was an engaging you know story. Um, and there are people out there who don't read. I don't prefer to talk to those people. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know what? I'm just happy that this is the first part of the last Harry Potter film so that at some point in the near future we can stop talking about Harry Potter. Oh, yes. That actually brings in another point that was kind of going around this week of J.K. Rowling kind of hinting that she might do more Harry Potter. Don't. Yeah, yeah don't. we could do without don't, that. Don't, don't, don't. Retire. Do. I'm okay with that. She has enough money. <laughs> Honestly, I'm okay with her doing something... Um, in the Harry Potter universe, but I don't want to hear more about Harry Potter. The way that that seventh book ended was so perfect. I just wanted yeah. it to be left alone. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm pretty Absolutely. much Absolutely. Okay. I'm right there with you. About like tales of that bar that all yeah. the teachers hung out at. <laughs> yes, that would be fun. Yeah. Or, so when, or so even, when do you, you think know, they'll, got, uh, when do you think they'll make the remake? <laughs> oh, it's Probably already in summer. production. They're going to start filming. Yeah, it really. <laughs> um, actually, wow. there are a lot of films that are going to start filming. In yeah. There. Now, which oh, one of the Jonas Brothers is going to be Harry? <laughs> well, actually, the Hobbit is is actually moving forward again, isn't it? Yes. One of the Jonas Brothers is going to be the Hobbit. No, actually, one of the Jonas Brothers is going to be uh, in Dark Shadows. Oh what? no! Wait, that's that's. Johnny Depp, never mind. Hey! <laughs> That's not funny. Not cool, Johnny! Hey. Didn't we talk about this? Um, Don't um, fuck with me like that. Martin Freeman is going to be Bilbo Baggins. I'm not sure if we talked about that. I don't think so, no. Yeah, the guy who was in um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and uh, a variety of other movies, um, including the UK's version of The Office that came before the US version. He was, uh, played the gym, the British gym. Um, oh, but actually, the news this week—the news this week um, on the Hobbit movie—is that Howard Shore is coming back to compose. I don't know if you guys are music people, but um, there are very few film scores that I have in my iTunes, and the the Lord of the Rings is one of them. Okay, um, Dom, you just almost gave one of our listeners a heart attack. They were already scared enough about the Dark Shadows remake. Oh. Sorry, Sin Forty Eight. <laughs> no, I swear to God, there are no Jonas Brothers in it. I swear to God. But the reality is Howard Shore, many of the people don't realize it, was the original, original musical director for Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. Howard Shore is a very talented individual. Wow. Absolutely. I, I don't I know what to call him from a mutant person. I don't know. Well, and, and one of the great things about his composing for The Lord of the Rings is that he worked in individualized themes for some of the characters. Gollum has his own theme. Gandalf has his own theme. I cannot wait to hear Smog's theme. It was very Star yeah. Wars-esque the way he that, did that. Yeah, that is Smog's theme is going to be a ringtone for me. <laughs> it just will be. And also probably, well, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed the uh, uh, the Two Towers theme that they had for, oh, God. Now I'm too drunk. It's just blown out of my head. <laughs> wow, good for you. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm supposed to be like an expert at this and then... Yeah, it's just gone. That place it. that they went, 
Mm -hmm. yeah. The thing with that other guy? The thing with the thing. On NPR? The theme was really good. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. It had a great, I mean, I loved his score on Naked Lunch. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, and there's a film no one talks about anymore. No. Talk about an impossible book to uh, film, but it actually pulled it off. But yeah, Howard Shore's theme in that was creepy. <laughs> uh, but what other movies are coming out? Well, I, I, I really do want to talk about uh, Dark Shadows, only because... Uh, hey, hey. You can hit him. It's okay. Um, you know, it's another Depp and Burton collaboration. Yes. And uh, what? They're, they're going to collaborate again? What are the odds? Okay, you know what? In the, in the chat room here, um, we're we're all talking about sort of dark shadows, and there's some sarcasm going on about needing more vampires. And then somebody actually mentioned aliens and cowboys, which I've been seeing a lot of stuff for, and I oh, think it's kind yes. of amazing. Super yeah, about aliens and cowboys. Cool. Oh, how, how about uh, Cowboys and Ninjas? What the heck's the name of that movie? Oh, yeah, that looked really good, too. Cowboys and Ninjas. Awesome. Oh, next you'll be telling me there'll be aliens and predators. Come <laughs> um, on now. X, hate to break it to you. <laughs> hate to be the one to break it to you. <laughs> I need a wah-wah sound. Oh, man. There are tons of other movies that we can talk about other than Dark Shadows, though. Like um, Red Riding Hood. Oh, The Warrior's Way was the... the oh, that's the one. Yes, thank you. I want to see Maynard Winter. Who's, who's the director for that? Your mom. And, uh, hey! Wow. Hey, she's Sorry. listening. Sorry, I'm really drunk right now. No more cookies <laughs> for you ever. <laughs> I like your mom, though. I think she did a good job directing. <laughs> Bazinga! Let's turn that around. Hi, Ellen. Sorry. There you so, go. So, Java, talk about Red Riding Hood. Quick. Um, quick. You, know, you know what we really needed? Um, we needed someone to connect the Twilight phenomena with childhood fairy tales so that there's a very clear line of addiction to crappy stories from childhood <laughs> to, to the teen, pre-teen teenage years. Because otherwise, how are those poor children going to know that they are supposed to care about the abs of a man? What? Exactly. What? See, I followed that. I followed that completely. How how else are people supposed to create realistic expectations for relationships without being introduced to the to the perfect relationships between seventeen year olds and seven hundred year old vampires slash werewolves? So you're saying I really need to make the movie wow. called Atheist Lesbian Scientists. Oh. I thought that was already in post. Did, did I not get that? <laughs> they could see the last five Clint Eastwood movies. Wasn't Zoe Deschanel in that movie? Yes, yes, she was. Awesome. <laughs> totally awesome. Are you kidding? I'm buying the DVD. <laughs> I and directed done. that. <laughs> no, you know what? Um, I want to get back to Dark Shadows for a second. <laughs> Why? Oh, sweet. Yeah, they, 
Well, no, it's just they already tried to do, a, a, you know, well, they actually had two Dark Shadows movies in the early right. 70s based on the TV series, but it just proved you can't condense. I mean, a Dark Shadows had 1,228 half-hour episodes. It's a long, long series, and you can't condense it down into two hours. Yeah, but the movies almost had nothing to do with the show itself. Yeah, but they what they did is they tried to introduce all these different elements, and they condensed and it, it so bad, work. and it didn't work. It didn't work. I agree. Uh, I just want to know, I mean, do we have any idea of what the basic plot will be? Uh, according to... <laughs> I understand it involves a and vampire of some waiting, sort. And we're waiting. You know, guys, we're running out of time. Let's stop talking about Dark Shadows. Must we? Yes. Yes, we because really we have important news on the comic book movie front. Which is what? Okay. Uh, Zack, Snyder's, Zack Snyder's Superman, which is um, has already begun pre-production, is uh, beginning to look for um, actors to play Superman. Uh, I accept. I know. I was like, um, I'm going to get my... I know! I know! I wait, know. wait, 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 wait. But, Doug Jones, come back to me! I know! Okay. <laughs> but but the, the, the real interesting thing is that they are not going for well-known actors. In fact, um, they've, they've, it, it's clear that they're in their casting call that they're looking for actors aged 28 to 32 who might have been on t television but haven't um, yet broken into the movies or um, a big role on a television show yet. So, so what you're saying is Seth Rogen has a shot at this role, too. <laughs> oh, okay, let me, just, let me just say two words to you, dumb. Blue tights. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. you, want it, you want to put us through that? Okay, uh, um, no. I know. The great thing is, the great thing is that no one. We're not looking at a middle-aged Superman. We're not looking at an angsty, uh, you know, um, Batman Returns or whatever. Right? We're not. We're not looking at that. We're not doing that. We're doing young Superman um, and somebody who's new, like Christopher Reeves was. Um, so, like Brandon Ruth was, and we all know how I, that back, turned out. Yeah. Well. Well, the first started. movie turned out okay. And, Second and movie, liked, not so much. By the third movie, no. I liked Brandon Ruth. I, I like Brandon Ruth. I just don't like him as Superman. Um, I think he looks like Superman, but I don't like him as Superman. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm, the more I hear about the production of this movie, the nice. more... Nice. Whose cell phone just went off? Fess up. Not mine. Don't. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's obviously not X's. Uh, but anyways. <laughs> hey, listen. For those of you guys who are into Serenity, there's going to be a live uh, live Skype chat uh, with Serenity Q&A people. Uh, uh, with Serenity... The Shepherd's Tale creator Zach Whedon and Chris uh, Samney. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> It'll be in Portland, Oregon on the 30th. And we will have uh, the link as to how to Skype into it to get your questions answered by getting on Skype and logging in at 730 Pacific time. 
After the Q&A, they're going to have all kinds of festivities at the Things from Another World store with signings uh, of... Uh, of at the uh, Things from Another World store? TFAW, yes. Actually, you know what? If, speaking of serenity and things of the verse, if yeah. you haven't bought Brown Coat's Redemption yet... Oh, please. If you, what the hell's wrong with you? Com, you? Use the code, I think it's SFSN2010. That is correct. Yes. You get $2 off the movie, order by December 1st to get it for the holidays. There could be no greater stocking stuffer for your favorite brown coat. <laughs> Kriana. Yes. Guess what time it is. Is it time for the random number generator? It's time for the Wheel of Fish. The random number generator. Okay, fine. Put down my knitting. Jeez. That's time for the wheel yes. of fish. Scooby Dooby Doo. Oh my. No whammies. We have a Ten. winner. We do have a winner tonight. Our winner tonight is our Daniil Olafov. For those of you who are absolutely literate in the genre, I love you, you know. I love you. I love you. That's my favorite robot in the whole wide world. And if you pick that screen name just because it's my favorite, I love you even more. Absolutely. And we want to thank our Daniil Olafov for their wonderful comments. And actually, we had more comments this week on our show than we've had in a long time. Okay, but it was only three, so... Yeah, and your point there. <laughs> but we like comments. <laughs> Somebody talked about the random number uh, uh, radio stations. And that that was Scooter. Does he count? Well, yeah, he counts to ten. Twenty <laughs> takes his shoes off. Um, and what did they, they win this week? This week they win a second volume of the Last Man anthology in honor of Samantha Boyette. Last week, and this week, if they make a comment on our website, they're going to win volume one of the trade paperback, Sky Pirates of Valandor, and some other cool stuff that we're going to throw in the box, because that's the way we roll here at Sci-Fi Sci-Fi. Bag of crap, right. like Woot's only more crappy. That's right. Bag of crap for you. From us to you. With love. So, so again, once tonight's episode is up on the site, leave a comment. We'll enter you to win. And uh, that brings us to the interview part of our show. At which point we need the interview on. E. All right, well, now I feel bad because Maynard Winter didn't win, and he was sitting in the chat room going, wait, did I win? You know what? <laughs> no, Maynard break Winter. his heart. You know what? Is he still there? Yeah, he said barnacles. Barnacles? <laughs> barnacles? We won't Just tolerate language that. like that in our chat room. Just for that, I have in my hand right now an autographed David Mack Kabuki novel that I'm going to send to you. Yay! You did win because you're awesome. Yay, Maynard! Yeah, we're wicked softies up in here. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> He just said, no way. And I said, way? Okay. Total way. <laughs> Total way. 
So Dome, who's on? Who's our guest tonight again? Oh, that guy. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, shall, that, shall I bring in that guy? That guy. Oh, who did that thing? Get that, that guy to guess that thing. Okay. Yeah. And that guy would be Thomas Gofton of Sin Studios. I keep bringing up the wrong page. God damn it! Wow, I really hate this. My system is going. Hey guys. Hey Thomas. Hey. How's it going? Hi Thomas. How are you doing? Hey. Have you been listening to us just kind of bumper around here? Yeah, I was. I had to turn it down because I was hearing the delay, and I was like, oh, God, it's throwing me right off. <laughs> hey, at least we've had people who have sat there and been like, there's a delayed echo. What the hell? Yeah, I, I don't wild. know. I checked everything, and I was like, do you have it up on your – and they're like, oh, right. <laughs> I'm not naming so names here. I was listening so, to the, uh, all the discussion there about uh, – all the different the different uh, movies coming up, and I have to totally agree with the Green Lantern. I was really excited. I think it looks really pretty, but uh, I don't know. It just I, I wasn't feeling it. It was not. There wasn't that energy that I, I got. More energy from uh, from Thor than I did that one. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh that looks good. Thor. By the way, I just started reading the Chaos King um, for view over on Lost Man, and I'm excited about the Thor movie now that I've read a Thor comic. <laughs> oh god read some of the old stanley jack kirby ones oh good oh, lord so yes. over the top so no, over the top. wonderful though it was absolutely no. wonderful i think the reason a thor movie is going to work is because they haven't gone there i mean with a lot of the other stuff with a lot of the other characters been there done that for uh yeah i mean the one time they did it was clash of the titans they yeah. came even close, and the first one was terrific. The remake, I wanted to just, you know. All right, you know what? I kind of like the remake. No. 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 Well, let's. All right. That's in the past, but we have a new thing we're going to be talking about Mind's Eye. Yeah. Like a quarter, a fraction of the budget, Mind's Eye. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's coming up, I guess, uh, five days from now. Yep. So what, what is Mind's Eye, and how can people check it out? Mind's Eye is a it's a web series coming up. Uh, it's twenty four episodes, eight minutes an episode, roughly. And uh, the first episode is launching on November twenty sixth, and every Friday thereafter for twenty four weeks will be a new episode. So uh, you'll be able to tune in every week for up until May sixth uh, to watch uh, a new episode of the show. Which is a fantasy show. It's a fantasy show about a young boy and his travels and his uh, coming-of-age story in what he thinks is his regular life. But uh, all of his neighborhood friends or his childhood friends that he's grown up with are uh, sort of disguised uh, as his childhood friends, but in actuality are a conglomerate of historically influenced fantasy heroes, uh, which is kind of like the best of the best of the Final Fantasy Motley crew, uh, who are uh, defending his... Uh, ignorant and innocent mind from the truth, which is uh, he's being hunted by both uh, angelic and demonic forces representing the sides of good and evil, trying to take this boy to turn the tide of an ancient war. And the only people that are protecting him are these secret heroes who have to keep him innocent and uh, unknowledgeable to what's going on. So it's got, uh, it's got a Buffy the Vampire Slayer delivery to it, because uh, Joss Whedon is one of my uh, inspirations behind it. Um, but it is a little Harry Potterish sometimes. When you know the earlier Harry Potter when it was the kids and it was kind of silly, and uh, it's for both audiences, children and uh, 
older adults that have children hearts in them. Wow. Uh, Thomas, I gotta oh. tell you, uh, we, we saw the original trailer at, at yes. uh, Comic-Con in Boston. Okay, I just want to say Zombrian and I were there on the Friday and we like stood slack-jawed in front of the trailer and we watched it over and over again for like 10 minutes. And then Thank what? You. I got a phone call that night going, you've got to see this, you've got to see this, you've got to see this, we've got to get them on, we've got to get them on. These Canadian oh. guys are wicked cool. All right, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and I've got to tell you that uh, upon first viewing, I kind of went, wow, nice, nice, nice job. Told you. Thank you. I informed you thusly. Yeah. We're trying to figure out how we pulled it off, too, to be honest. Because, <laughs> 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 you know, uh, most of the way we do things here, I mean, we... We're pretty, uh, we're pretty confident in what we do sometimes, but when we go into things, we don't just, we don't take the baby step method that, that we should do. We kind of bite off a lot more than we can chew. You, and, you guys uh, actually we, did. I mean, you know, when, <laughs> yeah. when I looked at, uh, when I looked at the, the depth of the stuff that you were doing, the, the clarity of the work, the edits were well done, uh, your, your actors were well rehearsed, and I just kind of sat there and went, whoa. If, if the series can keep up this level of quality through the entire, what is it, 28 episodes? You've got quite the... 24. Uh, 24. You've got quite the good series sitting how, right how, here. How can we, how are we going to be able to watch these episodes when they come back? Well, you can go, you can go to com, and uh, that's, um, that's the site where everything's going to be played from. And then uh, yeah, you can just sort of go there and watch it whenever you like. It's all for free. There's no it's not like sanctuary. We're going to charge you to watch it. You just go ahead and watch it. And, uh, you know, tell us what you think and take a look at the site. And there's all kinds of things going on. Right now we've got a, um, a short stories contest. Uh, you can go on there and you can you tell us a short story about, uh, you guys are welcome to enter it, uh, a short story about something, imagined, like something where imagination has done something effective in the real world nowadays. And so, you know, just tell a quick short story. It can be fictional about something that happened or whatever, and, and there's some prizes and stuff out there. And, and, you know, every week we plan on, we don't just plan on hitting you with a with show. We want to hit you with all kinds of stuff. So we're going to have uh, web comics released to sort of give some of the backstory on some of the characters. Uh, we're going to have short story compilations. Uh, every week a short story will be released about the background of the characters. Wow. There'll be all kinds of uh, illustrations and giveaways. Uh, we've, we're even in development of an I, iPhone game now. So uh, there'll be lots and lots and lots of sticky stuff to play with uh, on the site there. Even a, role, so, even a role-playing game. Who's a, who's a game? So you're not... Anybody roll dice? <laughs> Java? Java. <laughs> So uh, we got uh, we got a, we have a role playing game in development, yep. uh, and so it should hopefully tag into that crowd as well. And so we're gonna hit every angle and and just let everyone know that this world is here, and and uh, hopefully people enjoy it. Really, hopefully we can tell a good story. So you don't just have a show; you have a franchise. <laughs> yeah, we have a whole world developed behind the, the concept of these Dreamweaver characters, which are these. Those, those childhood kids that are transformed into these kids' forms, and they're, they're sort of a new developed superhero where they can manifest reality into thought just by just by letting it happen. And, uh, I think and there but was they're a still Star kind Trek of episode about that, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah, I heard that one too. <laughs> I'm so dead. Was serious. it a next? Was it a next gen episode? Because if it wasn't it next was, gen, I don't yes. think I've seen it. Wesley Crusher was on. That's right. Wesley Crusher was that? Wasn't that the Traveler? It was. Yes. It was the Traveler episode. Yeah. Oh, oh God! Look at that. I filed through my geekdom and I got it. I pulled it out. Wow, good for you. <laughs> so how did how did this come about? Where where's the genesis oh, man. of this? 
Well, actually, it comes back like 18 some odd years ago when I was uh, <laughs> the Vander Nerd King. I'm just reading the chat room here. Uh, so I was uh, um, yeah, about thir- about 18 years ago when I was just you know 13 years old running around. Uh, my friends and I used to take broken hockey sticks and make them into swords, and we would go and we would not play a, not like a role playing game like a LARP or something, but we would actually like try and tag each other out with sticks, like a, in, in a real life sword fight with you know not actually trying to hurt each other, but just like fencing style. And uh, we used to pretend we were different styles of heroes, like a knight or a pirate or a samurai or whatever. And, you know, when you're a kid, when you think you're a knight, you're our knight, regardless of whether you're wearing a cardboard hat or whatever, you're a knight. And as you get older, you kind of forget about the stuff, and it's kind of silly, and, you know, you don't, you don't really want to do it anymore. Some people still do, but you don't want – sometimes a lot of people tend to forget about what it's like to let your imagination fly. And so this idea sort of stemmed from that, and I made a short three years ago. And just for fun, when I was just becoming a filmmaker, and, and it was, you know, it was a great little short, and it was about the story of Mind's Eye, but it wasn't as in-depth. It was just about kids using their imagination to get to, to do fun stuff and then go back to kids. And I wanted to develop it further, but I just really didn't know what to do. And for a couple of years, I wrote some scripts and things and tried to find out what to do, but I was never really happy with it. And finally, it just dawned upon me, instead of kids turning into heroes and then going back to being kids, what happens if the kids were actually heroes to begin with and they transforming into kids for some reason? And that concept changed things around. And I ended up meeting a co-writer of mine, Tom Brown, which you can see on the site. The handsome knight with the burly long hair and the beard and the flaming sword and all kinds of crazy stuff. He's, uh, he, <laughs> him and I were old improv, improv buddies. And uh, we, we met up again and he wanted to do some writing uh, for a living. So we teamed up and we kind of co-created this universe. And then he uh, went off and wrote it. And I went off and looked for money and gear and all that crap. And then... We came back together and ended up creating the series. And that's where it comes from. Very cool. Awesome. Now, why, why a series as opposed to, uh, say, a film? How <laughs> much time we got left? <laughs> um, uh, when I first got into the movie, and, okay, I'll make it quick. When I first got into the industry as a filmmaker, I decided that this was the career path I was going to choose. I did what every filmmaker does and decided that I was going to feature film game. Um, there's a certain formula to that, and I wasn't really about to delve into that. I did uh, I did comedy instead of I tried to go on the Kevin Smith route, doing the comedy sort of thing, as opposed to the young horror films that you just make and sell off and make and sell off until eventually someone notices you. And I didn't. I you know I saw a couple of my friends who were doing the game right get torn apart <clears throat> by some distributors and whatnot. And I just I I don't know. I just didn't feel like I wanted to get into that world. So when Mind's Eye was being developed into a series, we, you know, we decided we were going to go for broadcast. And that world was sticky, too, because there's no money in TV anymore because everyone's going to the web. And so when these companies were turning us down because they thought the idea was great, but it's just they didn't have enough, uh, they didn't have enough uh, confidence to gamble on a fantasy series dealing around kids. And I thought, well, I guess that's what some publishers said when they looked at uh, Jay Carelli and all of a sudden you got Harry Potter. I don't know, this could just be me, but kids' shows, they tend to work. And so they wouldn't <laughs> listen, and so I thought, okay, fine, I'm just going to... So we went and we cut it down from 20 40-minute episodes to 24 8-minute episodes and decided to do the rest of the story through comics and show stories and stuff. And then we just went out and did it. You know, we went to L.A., we tried to get some support, we got a little bit, but we came back and said, you know what, screw it, we're going to do it. So we just went and did it. And that's... uh that's how we got to where we are. You know what? You're going to make that's a lot way more to money do it. that way. It's a great way to do it. Mm. I think yeah, you know what? It's I becoming the only way to do it. 
You know what? It is now. And I think, you know, we, we've had a lot of respect and a lot of response. And we've, we've also followed the lead of a couple of key people out there. You know, we, we got to mention Reese, the series. Uh, you got to check out Reese, the series. Uh, I, I, you can see it on the Sci-Fi Network in the States. You guys are lucky enough to see it, but us Canucks up here can't yet. But uh, you got to check it out because uh, they're sort of an inspiration right from the beginning of their steampunk show. And they got picked up after the second show aired. Um, and uh, so they're on the Sci-Fi Network now. And, of course, our, our sort of, our, I'm going to punningly give it out as our guild leader would be the guild itself. So Felicia Day's guild definitely was a uh, huge inspiration to how you could take something that, you know, um, is, is tailoring to that market and just and make it work. And she just did that, too. You know, she just went and she did it. And she kept her integrity as she, and she didn't just sell out. She just, she kept her integrity and she kept going. And now the Guild is probably the best one out there, you know? Yeah, it's huge. So that's what we're aiming for, right? And, and we'll see, we'll see what, we, what happens there. I mean, uh, we, we don't really know what, what the end goal is going to be for the show other than what we've, we've got planned, which is we have five seasons worked. And so we're going to do the first season, Hopefully these 24 episodes elicit a lot of viewers. People love it. Hopefully, you know, if you're a fan, you can you know, buy a shirt, which I think we're giving one away on your show, aren't we? We're giving a shirt away? We are now. Yeah, we were talking about it in Boston. You said you guys like to have giveaways and stuff, and I said we'd give away a shirt or some All merchandise. Right, let's so give away so. a shirt. Sounds good to me. So comment on, yeah. on this podcast when it goes up on our website for a chance to win a really awesome Mind's Eye shirt. There we go. As, and then we as get well as the contact Sky Pirates. Sure. Yeah, well, there you we'll go. throw the Sky Pirates in too. Whatever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sky Pirates rock. They love us. But you know what? I think you're really embracing not only a new business model, but also you're not trying to alienate your fans. By that I'm saying, what I would say, the only thing you could do better from what I just heard you say is you could release all the episodes on BitTorrent once they've come out. Yeah, it would get it out there a lot further. It, it would get it out there, and then people would come back and be like, oh my god, I love this series. I want to buy your t-shirt or comic book yeah. or whatever, you know. See, I think, I think, I think we want to try the whole, like, the momentum builder, right? We want to see how each episode gets received and, and follow the stats and, and just, you know, see if, you know, by the time we get to episode 13, if people are actually releasing them on BitTorrent for us, it might be a positive indicator that people are liking this, right? Uh-huh. So, or, so, not... so you're looking for people to do it for you, duly noted. <laughs> well, no, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I, I probably, I won't be sad if, if I see that, but if it doesn't happen, I mean, and, and you know, our, maybe our viewership isn't that high up. Uh, then we'll try other methods like some of our, you know, BitTorrents and stuff like that and see what happens. But, see, but here's, you know, here's the advantage the site and... to doing it yourself is that you can add a little file in there that says, hey, we're independent filmmakers, we're poor, we're releasing this to you for free, come check out our website. Absolutely. Not that someone who, <coughs> anonymous person who put it up on BitTorrent <coughs> wouldn't do that, <laughs> but then you could at least control what, what was said in, in it, and then, you know, you'd have your message out there for people That's to true. see. That's very true. And I, I'm really glad that you're really sort of embracing your fans instead of treating them like criminals. Well, I think, I think fans are the most important thing. Um, I mean... <laughs> A lot of these shows out there are just they're trying to they're trying to get consumers, and I don't think consumerism is the way to go when it comes to this kind of stuff. I mean, a fan is by far more powerful than a consumer will ever be, um, you know, because consumer comes in, they get their stuff, and they get out, and a consumer wants a, or has an expectation for their product, and if the consumer is not happy with that expectation, they'll fire it back at you. Whereas a fan, 
you know, they'll talk about it if they don't like it forever. It's kind of like this, this shadow movie coming up. They'll just talk about it forever. Um, and, but they'll still go see it. <laughs> They're still going to be part of it, and it's still going to become popular because fans are fans. It, it's it's an it's a artistic debate, and, and it's something that we love. So as uh, being a fan of shows like Angel and Buffy, and, and now I just started getting into small, though, which is why I'm like, all those oh! come up. <laughs> wow. No. Well, all I don't know fans. anything about the. I'm just on the first yeah. season still, so go easy on the guys. <laughs> but, wow. Uh, <laughs> I actually didn't miss anything. <laughs> But, but, you know, what? you're absolutely right. And consumers also, you know, when you decide, you know, 10 years later to do an auction of, like, original props or something for charity, consumers won't pay $100,000 for that. Fans definitely will. No. No, they won't. Fans will, absolutely. So, yeah, so that's, that's the philosophy. Hope it works. Um, you know, and, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm also in this, too, I mean... I mean, everyone, everybody who's a filmmaker, everybody who's in the art, I mean, what are you, what are you in it for? Are you in it for the money or the fame or what, what are you in it for? And so for me, uh, there's, a, there's a bit of fame in there. I'm not really caring much about the money. It's, uh, the money is just an enabler. So if I can get something to enable us to keep telling stories, that's great. But it'd be nice to tell a, a cool story. And, you know, I hope one day I'm able to come to sort of New England Comic Con or something and be one of the guests that's sitting at a table. Um, and, I mean... I'm inspired by actors like Udo Kier, who I've met before, and, and, and under his principle, he's the kind of guy that goes around and like, would rather give his pictures and signatures away because he appreciates the fans as opposed to having to charge. But in his words, it's like, ah, oh, my, agent, my agent fucking makes me sign these papers, you know, like, and so he has to go and, and do this stuff. But he, he just throws things at people. And I, I, think that, I think that I respect him as an actor because I'm a fan of his. And when I met him, I'd become even more of a fan of his. And now I want to pay for that photo of his because he wants to give them away to people. You know, he wants to just thank you for watching my work. So here you go. And that's kind and of the philosophy we're going after. Thank you all for listening to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We like to give stuff away too. Just after Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. But, but no, I, I think that's a really great philosophy. And I think that as long as you treat your fans right, they will become even more rabidly loyal to you than they would be even if you just treated them okay. Absolutely. And never lose sight of the fact that if you don't have fans, you're nothing. <laughs> you're so you have to exactly. you gotta respect them. I've seen so many people just completely like be ignorant toward their fans and just shut them out yes. and use them as dollar signs and that's like okay, you're looking at them like consumers and I don't know how these people are still continuing to to be stars, you know, when they and they don't appreciate the fact that their support literally is you know, hundreds of thousands of people that are out there watching their work. You got that so. right. <laughs> Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah, there's not too many Michael Bay fans. Yeah, but he's got Steven Spielberg to carry him up, you know, some, you know, it's the same thing as the Justin Bieber craze. It's like, oh, Usher's got, got, they got, they got backing, so they, they, they bought their way into nobility, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, they didn't learn it. <laughs> Now, what's happening go. this week leading up to the release of Mind's Eye? Um, well, in a, a, a sort of secret tone, we're not really going to advertise much except for here. Uh, we have like a mini teaser that's going to come out on Monday. Um, just a tiny little thing that's going to sort of spice up the first episode. Uh, Wednesday, we're releasing a short story. Um, we got some, some downloads like avatars and banners and stuff on Tuesday for free. Uh, Thursday, I think we're actually going to release our own little private podcast. It's something that, the two, that my co-director and I are going to just talk a bit about, you know, how we're feeling toward the episode. And then Friday, uh, we're going to hit the, the audience with an episode. 
And then the next week, we're going to follow the same sort of formula, a mini teaser. Every, every week's going to have a mini teaser on the Monday. Uh, the Wednesday's going to be a, uh, a short story. And then eventually, we're also going to flower with a comic book. Uh, we have like, uh, four pages of a comic series that will be coming out uh, every, every time the short story comes out. And then uh, between Tuesdays and Thursdays, we'll try and throw up like, you know, ringtones and just little things to, to, that people, if they start to become fans, they can, they can get involved in. And then every Friday will be the episode. So there'll be stuff out every week. Every day, whenever we get press coverage and stuff like this, or whenever we do something cool, meet some cool people like you guys, we're just, you know, we'll put things up. You know, you can see it on the site. If you go there now, there's a, there's a thing on the site right now with you guys, uh, advertising you guys. Um, we we so did we'll, we'll see just that, do, actually. I mean, you like that little graphic I made with all the blue smoke around you guys? Very cool. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so that's what's going on. Wow. That is like I am like so excited right now. I'm not sure how I'm gonna wait till Friday. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys are excited about it. I mean, it was great to meet you guys. We had a lot of fun with you guys down in New England. So we're down in Boston, and we're we we're hoping you know yeah. we want to come down there again at some point. Um, so I really like well, Boston. Next time you're down, bring Udo Kier with you, and uh, <laughs> we'll just do a pub crawl through Boston. Yeah, yeah it'll be sure. really fun. Yeah, totally. But you That'd know what, great. the only thing a lot of fun. that disappointed me about meeting you guys at Wizard World was I couldn't see it right now. Like, I was, <laughs> I was seriously, I'm not even just saying it. I'm not just saying this. I came home from Wizard World and I was like, what is that podcast called? I want to see it right now. And then I was like, oh, but it doesn't come out. Uh, Damn it! Good, I hope there's a lot more <laughs> like you out there. <laughs> It'll keep... You'll have your little weekly fix until Christmas, and then you get your Doctor Who Christmas special, and Woo-hoo! it all comes. It all comes. Yeah, patience. we're actually we're patience. actually releasing an episode on Christmas Eve, and the one on New Year's Eve. Because ironically, they both fall on Fridays, so it's like we gotta work that night. We can get them out, so you'll be able to see the two episodes. And I tell you, the Christmas episode is awesome. <laughs> it's all fighting. And stuff. It's be great. <laughs> Good to get to it. Nice. How so. many episodes ahead are you? I mean, are you, do you do you have the whole season done? Uh, we 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 filmed the whole thing. Everything is completely filmed up, uh, and so now we're just playing the whole post production game. And we've got a really strong system in place. Our we have our composer and our sound designer, and we have our uh, our, our visual effects. And then I I do the actual uh, first cut editing. So right right now, a visual effects guy. He's the monkeys are working away, as the look says. <clears throat> he's the visual effects guy. So he's he's slaving away right now in the room, work uh, on in front of his suite, and and. Uh, we're not doing too too bad. We're we're working on. I'm working on seven now, um, and all the footage has been sort of secured and looked at. There's been a lot of dailies cut, so we we know that the later scenes, the more complicated like battles and things are are going to work. So we don't have to worry about any reshoots at this stage. Um, so we've been going through and and uh, hammering away at it, and we've got a really good system worked out for the next few months. And yeah, just our goal right now is to just make sure we get a good dozen episodes totally locked off by Christmas, so that we're good to go all the way straight through to February. Then we can take a break and then come back in January and continue the, the, the forge. Hey, Thomas. Yes, Listen, sir. Uh, we're rapidly running out of time, but I got a ton yeah. of stuff more I want to ask. So we'd like to have you back on the show after I'd the debut. To talk some about it. Talk about how we're going to do some marketing with this. Uh, Absolutely. Talk about some of the other things that are going on and maybe give away another T-shirt or something. I don't know. Sure. And, and don't right. think just because I'm excited to see it, I'm not going to be hard on you if there are parts I don't like about it. Oh, go ahead. 
That's okay. The only way you get better is if you get some critique, right? Woohoo! I'm excited. Well, so just just keep in mind. I'll excuse, make sure you read the. I'll give you guys the facts on how we made it. So before you give the critique, you'll know. He's <laughs> like, oh, okay, that, that's why. <laughs> Kids, weather, fighting, visual effects, mechanical effects, fully covered makeup, demons. You know, it's bad screen, cooks. Uh -oh. It's crazy. <laughs> just kidding Sounds about like bad more cooks. fun than humans would be allowed to have. Uh. Anyhow, Thomas, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Thank you, guys. It's been a blast. Hang with us for just yeah. a second. Hey, X. Hey, hey. I'm waiting for the music. I was already on it. Why, that sounds like it's time for the coming up calendar. Next week, Dave Sanders and John Tallarico of RunawayCreations.com plug their latest game, Attraction. For realsies. For realsies this time. <laughs> then on December 4th, Anne Zabla guides us through the historical fantasy epic webcomic series, Chaldean. And skipping ahead to December 18th, we get medieval with Jordan Gallen and Mike Landry of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are undead. I cannot wait. I cannot friggin' wait. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic-Con, coming up on April 30th, 2011, and of Comic Art House, your one and only source for original comic artwork. Visit Bob and Kim at ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Sci-Fi Saturday Night crew get their comics at Double Midnight Comics and Collectibles in Manchester, New Hampshire. Check out anotherheaven.com for the best selection of Asian and cult cinema DVDs, and visit adamsmedia.com, the first name in non-fiction publishing. Tonight's outro music provided by Zanoise. Pick up their CD, The Benevolent Beast, on iTunes. Dome? I want to thank Thomas Cofton and Studios on the debut of their Mind's Eye series, which is uh, debuting on the 26th on their website, Honestly, I can't wait to see it. Thanks and, so much. And the links will be up on our site. You know, the links will be up later on this evening. Yeah, in about 20 minutes, probably. From the Alston Brighton Hellmouth outside of Boston, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana, thank you so much for all that you do. Yeah, this is Kriana saying, Mansquito, everybody drink. From the Four Color Baltic <laughs> Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, great thanks to Illustrator X and the real doll collector, the dead redhead. Goodbye, farewell, and amen. Good night. Good night, Coast. our crop circle investigator. <laughs> Great thanks to Awake by Java. Oh, I just rolled another 20. <laughs> this is the dome saying, Genie shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus, do we all refute entropy? Good night, everyone.